Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 137 in year three, and CinemaCon has just happened, and we have gotten some news from that. Not a lot, but we have some news. Starting off with the, I guess, I, what's the saying? It's not best-kept secret, the worst-kept secret. Yeah. Batman 2 is happening, ladies and gentlemen, with Robert Pattinson. Why, it wouldn't happen if there wasn't a Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and then people are like, oh, well, they didn't specify if Matt Reeves was going to come back. I, Matt Reeves is definitely going to come back. That's yeah. the whole thing. That was his whole, I mean, criteria of even jumping on to this thing was that he was going to have a trilogy. So it really isn't news. Yeah. But like, it, what's the saying? It's... it's uh. Like you said, in, inevitable, really. Yeah. Uh, it was something that we had heard before. It was kind of like... I, I told people about this news. I was like, it's not exciting because we already mm. knew about it. Like, yeah. It's, like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They they made $750 million. Like, yeah. of course, there's going to be a sequel, you know? Yeah. Um. You know, I'm going to be very curious, man. It made, I mean, this is going to be the one time that I think maybe a sequel could surpass the original just because we were still kind of getting out of COVID. I mean, we still have COVID symptoms, things going around. Yeah. But like, we still aren't, I think, 100% back to normal, obviously. obviously so yeah. I wonder if the sequel would be better. Or if it's going to be worse, because there's people like us that don't really care. Well, so. and I I have told people that just because I don't like the first movie doesn't mm -hmm. mean that I can't like the second. Yeah, true. So so we can go into this movie kind of thinking the same way. I mean, we thought <laughs> we thought about the Batman the same way that we thought the Joker. Yeah, uh, you know, we'll see how it is won't be super surprised and then boom we weren't super surprised yeah unlike the joker where we were like oh shit that was actually a really good movie so i think and there is a question that uh kids do asked uh mm -hmm. regarding batman 2 uh and we'll get to that when we get to listener questions uh so i don't want to answer it here but you know i think there is room for us to possibly like uh the sequel yeah yeah i mean I will say I do, I have doubts about liking it. And then that's just the honest truth. That's like, I could like Thor 4, but am I going to like Thor 4? I'm probably not going to like Thor 4. Oh, no, I've I've said that too. I'm like, I hated, I hated Ragnarok. I think it was mm. very, very stupid. It was very jokey. It. And the, the direction that they've moved Thor in for yeah. the Marvel movies, I idiot? haven't liked. But I'm really excited to see Mighty Thor. I'm really excited to yeah. see Natalie Portman go onto that role. So I'm mm -hmm. excited for that. But I'm afraid that like I I want to put my expectations really low so that way when I see Thor Ragnarok two, I'm like, ah, okay, yeah, I I kind of saw this coming. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I won't be watching it. Um, I'll probably see how cool uh, Natalie Portman looks and be like. But, dude, I've seen some of the scenes from Spider-Man, like the ones that have hit the internet and stuff, and I'm just like, I think I might have cringed at this film a lot. It was so. heavily CGI. Like, yeah. I don't no, know it's if so you... It's so bad. Well, it looks I don't so know bad. If, I, don't, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, what's his name that played Sandman? Mm. Um, the actor I... wasn't there at all. Oh, really? It, he was 100% CGI. And, wow. Like, yeah. 
And even in uh, small spoilers here, um, you because the entire movie he is in like sand form, mm-hmm. but like humanized. And then they like use a cure on him at the very end, and uh, you see like his real face, and you're like, oh shit, he did go into the studio. Yeah. And then later you find out, oh no, they literally just like clipped his body from <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. Three. And insert it into this movie. Wow. Does he get paid for that? Yeah. Because he, he got be really he, cheap though, right? He recorded new lines. Oh, okay. So he he did voice work. Yeah. But he was not physically there for the entire movie. Dude, I hate that Marvel relies so heavily on CGI. Like it's so bad. It's gotten terrible. Uh, but just from the trailers, it looks everything looks awful. So yeah, uh, and thankfully, you know, we were talking about it with this whole Moon Knight thing. Mm-hmm. The last few episodes have, like, dialed it back on, mm-hmm. like, the crazy, like, really bad CGI. And yeah. it, it's actually looked better. So I yeah. have a little bit of hope. But it. see, what worries me is I've said that I do not, I won't care about the MCU again until X-Men show up. And the X-Men got some crazy-ass powers. Yeah. So I'm really worried like, dude, what if they make Wolverine look like shit? Well, no, I always think about if you if you type in YouTube right now mm-hmm. and go X-Men Origins bathroom scene. Yeah. Those claws look animated. Like yeah. they look like cartoons coming out like cartoon claws coming out of a human hand. It is bad. Yeah, see, that's I'm, I'm worried about it, man. I'm, I'm worried about them. Because, like, I'm worried about if they get, like, Gambit and, like, Storm and stuff. Like, I'm just worried about that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, another thing that came out of Cinema Cinematron, uh, CinemaCon, <laughs> was uh, we got a detailed, I don't want to say super detailed, but we got a description of the Flash trailer. And it had some interesting information in it. Of course, it had some Flash-type things in it, like, oh, he's talking to his mom, all that kind of jazz. But the more interesting stuff was about Batman, a.k.a. Michael Keaton. And first of all, and I'm going to chalk this up to just journalism not knowing the difference between Bruce Wayne and Batman, because I'm hoping Batman doesn't do this, but it's quoted that we have in the trailer that Batman says, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And I'm like, please don't do that in the bat suit. Like, I really hope it's Bruce Wayne that says that and not freaking Batman, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like if he were to say that in the bat suit, I feel like it would be that Batman meme, you know, the st- where it's his stupid face in the back count. He's like, Nye. you know what I mean? Like, it's just that dumb face meme. I feel like that would just be what that would feel like. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, is I believe they said that he's going to be CGI'd to be younger. Yes. So I do think there is going to be a lot of flashbacks here in yeah. order to uh, talk about his past to because I actually had I heard a podcast talk about this uh, this week um, mm-hmm. in regards to this news um, saying like, Will people want to go all the way back and watch Batman 89 and returns in preparation for this movie? And Mm -hmm. we had a small conversation about this. 
are there enough people that are invested in their childhood Batman, Keaton, yeah. to like hype this movie up for the people who aren't invested in Keaton, right? Because there's, mm-hmm. I think there's a general, like a whole generation or a few generations of Batman fans that probably have never seen Keaton movies. Yeah, we have the Ponderer who has not seen those movies. Yeah. So, you know. Um, I think so. I mean, how many people are going to go back and watch X-Men right now because of the multiverse movie, you know? That's that's go, also true, yeah. To go see that little cameo. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think I think there's definitely enough people. And I feel like people still know of that Batman, even though it was, what, 30 years ago? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't... I think WB would hype it up enough and you'll probably see it like at the front of HBO max, like for the banners and stuff like that. Like, Oh, check out Batman 89, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they've already been doing the comics and stuff. So younger viewers probably see those at comic shops anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure there will be enough people, but I think at the same time, everybody knows that iconic Batmobile. Like, even if you haven't seen that movie, you know, that Batmobile. Oh yeah. So, but I think I think that the flashbacks will be for those who aren't really invested and just to be like, hey, this is where this character comes from. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's going to be interesting because, again, this doesn't come out until next year in what, June? June. Yeah. Yeah. It is so, apparently the anniversary of Batman 89. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, but I saw was... I saw a meme today, and it said the Flash has a new logo, and it had Keaton's Batman. Yeah, logo. I saw that too. <laughs> Somebody posted that in Discord, I think. Um, but here's the thing: so that was, I think, essentially everything that was important from that CinemaCon description, right? Yeah, and I don't think that, it just it, it confirmed what we already saw, where Ezra Miller's like, "So are you in?" And then of course Batman, of course he's in, or we wouldn't be watching the movie. Um. But the question that we have been asking since this delay got made is when is Batgirl going to come out now? Because Keaton is in that apparently heavily or at least a cameo. I mean, it looked like he was fighting. So I'm assuming he's going to be in it for a little, a good amount of time. But what we found out before CinemaCon happened was that they are now considering Batgirl for a theatrical release, which I will say. I we were kind of talked about this on the podcast. I kind of want to see this in theaters now because it looks awesome. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. How do you feel? How do you think it's going to come out before Flash? I I don't think it will. Um, because I had a conversation about this on DC Alliance. A lot of movies don't do this anymore because, of course, everybody has been a stickler for the timeline of continuity and how Mm. things work. And you aren't really supposed to watch a movie that is of course, like the next movie in line, but it's before it, you know? Um, so I think, and like for me, whenever it comes to like reading comics and watching movies back in the day, like reading a comic and then like reading two or three months, you know, down the line. And we find out, oh shit, this was a prequel book to the book that we read like three months ago. Holy yeah. shit. Like those revelations are like really, really cool to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if you play it off well enough, it can work really, really well. 
Yeah. So I think Batgirl can be released before the flash, but does it quote unquote ruin the surprise of Michael Keaton's placement in the DCEU? Yeah. I think you would need to save it for the flash because that's the first teaser we got of him, you know? Yeah. But could you just, I mean, it all depends on how it's filmed, right? Because you can drop that Batgirl trailer and have like a Batman, you know what I mean? Show up in it. And you're just like, Oh shit. Like that's pretty dope. You know? And and again, I also said this, I think that there's a lot of people who don't care about the continuity of things and Especially just in DC right now and just love Michael Keaton's Batman. I'm not a big oh, yeah. fan of Michael Keaton's Batman. They will just see Michael Keaton's Batman and be like, Hey, look, it's Batman and just enjoy the popcorn flick. That is whatever Batgirl or the flash will be. Yeah. Like, I think that's something that we have to consider also. And that may be what WB is banking on is just like, Hey, doesn't matter, you know, you know, in the array of all things, people will probably be wondering why this is coming out before this or whatever, but they're just banking on people just throwing their money at them for Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. I mean, the thing is Keaton has kept his Batman persona alive this whole time. Yeah. Like he spoke at that college and he's like, I got one thing to tell you that you can always remember. I'm Batman. Like, that was fucking (laughs) iconic, dude. I would give Keaton the same kind of notoriety of being Batman in the same way that, like, Stan Lee was known to be, like, the Marvel guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that because if you look at the history of Stan Lee, he basically just, like, he didn't strong arm his way there. But he was the only person really being the voice and promoting things. And so he became the face of Marvel. Yeah. Like, of course, there is a lot of other things that made Marvel what it is today. But because he was the most vocal, he was promoting it and things like that. Stanley became the voice of Marvel. And I feel like that is the same thing that has happened to Batman and Michael Keaton. He's just yeah. like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. And so everybody looks at him and is like, hey, it's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. The only person I think that would be on Keaton's level is Adam West. So, and that's something that happened this past week was the uh, Corridor Digital guys on YouTube actually had like a 30 minute video talking about how they were going to put Adam West in the Batman trailer. And it's pretty awesome. Did you see it? Yeah, I I, I saw a little I've seen small clips of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. It it, the, the best part is when they have the 66 Batmobile driving through the fucking thing it looks like it belonged in the film i was like yeah that's i need to see that i haven't seen the car chase the the one thing that i did see was with the the subway fight Mm. and then you just see michael keaton just grinning ear to ear while he's fucking shocking this dude right adam west West. yeah sorry yeah Yeah. yeah. adam west just freaking like shocking him that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And they have like, I don't know. It, it's cool because they superimpose like the Riddler and the Penguin's face onto the other actors. And it's really cool, dude. Like, wah, wah, wah. like <laughs> it's, it's pretty dope. Uh, highly suggest you guys go check that out if you haven't. It's called Corridor. Just type in Batman 66, the Batman or something. And it'll pop up. Uh, but moving on from talking about Batgirl and all the movies, going to HBO Max because, you know, 
it it seems like all these ideas are like, oh yeah, we're making all these like movies for HBO Max. They're pushing them to theaters, which I like because that means they're making them the- theatrical, like as good as a movie should be in theaters, which I like for these HBO Max movies. But I will say, like, if you know, the first two movies that were supposed to come out on HBO Max have both been pushed to theaters, possibly. We know yeah. Blue Beetle's going already, possibly with Batgirl. So I'm like, are you really going to be doing anything for HBO Max or not? But one thing we'll be getting, because it just got greenlit, is the Kite Man spinoff from Harley Quinn. Um, thoughts on this? I mean... We we kind of gave our thoughts overall how excited we are, because I think Kite Man has become revolutionary in the sense of that show. And because of, like that only came out, I feel like, because the quote-unquote catchphrase that now kite man has is because of tom yeah. king yeah sorry drew it's just <laughs> it's it's the way that it is i'm sorry yeah i mean um, tom king only brings revelance to a lot of these characters <laughs> i'm just gonna say you know what i mean but i i'm excited about this it he's a funny enough character um i'm really interested in the way they're going to be doing this because they pitched it like it was going to be a cheers show for villains but it's going to be surrounding the kite man character so yeah. I'm I'm excited for it for sure. Yeah, no, I'm down for it too. I saw something. Um, I don't know where I saw it. Maybe it might have been CBR, but apparently the Harley Quinn show is going to have a lot of cameos, like a lot of star cameos. Apparently, yeah. So I'm kind of excited to see who's going to be in it. We know James Gunn will be one of them. I just after the backlash of like all the news that the show got because of Batman not going down on Catwoman, I wonder if they put it in there after all. If they're like, okay, look, we're not prunes. It's going to be in the finale or something like that. You know what I mean? I wonder if they do that after all. Or if they just mention it. They'll probably like have Catwoman make a joke about it. I wonder if... And I feel like the only person to really get away with this would be James Gunn. Mm-hmm. But maybe they could get away with this also. But like, if they just put it in there, like without, like, yes, they 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 got the the red light. Hey, you cannot pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Don't put this in your show. But yeah. then they were just like, eh, let's do it anyway. I would be yeah. really interested to to see if it's in there. Yeah, it'll be very, uh, very, very interesting to see if that were to you know just I don't know because like once it's out they can't do anything about it you know what i mean it's like you can get us in trouble yeah who are you gonna what are you gonna do we already did i mean it. you you could cancel the show but then that's less content for you I yeah mean. so i mean i i would definitely do something like i'm like look like look these guys aren't gonna fucking watch every show let's go ahead and just put it in the middle of the season because they're probably gonna watch the first three episodes and then be like all right it's all good and then I'll be like, yeah. And then we put it in the fucking middle. And they'll be like, hey, what is everybody saying about this? I'm like, oh, man, you should have. I thought you watched all the stuff. You gave us the green light. Um, that's what I would do. Or just make it a post credit scene or something, you know? Something you can oh, yeah. easily delete. Like, it is what it is. Uh, anyways, that is all we have for this news this week, ladies and gentlemen. So we're moving on to your questions. Uh, now, you said we have one on YouTube. I don't have YouTube pulled up right now. Yeah, I can so. get it up right now. So it is from our old friend, Raphael. Oh, what's up, Raphael? Raphael, I believe, just joined the Discord. Yes, not he too did. Long ago. So going back to his question, let's actually make sure my volume's down because I'm looking at my phone here. Yeah. He says, 
Uh, oh, he wrote a whole novel here. Hold on. So uh, he says, great podcast. Uh, when you're discussing who would be better to run DC was fun. It was pretty much choosing the lesser evil, like in politics, LMAO. Um, it says here, when it comes to fictional relationships, I mean, romantic ones between two people. I think there are two types of writers. For some, the relationship must fit the plot. Um, for example, Tom Taylor. While for others, uh, the relationship uh, is the plot. Tom King. Both versions are fine. I like the second one much more because I feel that focus is deeper and the impact of the interactions between both characters is much more felt. I have a mutual love for the for Tom Taylor and uh, oh. I have a mutual who loves Tom Taylor and she loves the Nightwing book, but feels the on and off relationship is a bit tiring because she would like to see some certain, some certainty considering DC's track record regarding the type of relationships is not good at all. Yeah. As for, as for Williamson uh, and the character Talia, I started reading that issue again and now I'm a little angrier because I don't know if you've noticed, but Talia's dialogue at the end of the issue is very similar to the dialogue that King uses for Catwoman. Uh, in my opinion, it's obvious and dumb, but he's never been a writer that I like, so I'm not surprised. So yeah. his question, I haven't, I didn't really notice the the dialogue change mm. for Talia, uh, so I'll have to go back and, and reread that. But he says, question, have you seen the cartoon called Beware the Batman? It was canceled after a first season, but in my opinion, it was very good because it used lesser known villains and not much uh, and not much the regular villains. So Beware the Batman used like that heavily CGI type of uh, animation. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't watch this. This was very like this came off as very kiddish to me. So I never got around to watching it. I, I have no problem with watching any type of Batman content. But it did seem like, uh, you know, this was the Jimmy Neutron version of Batman. It was very, very odd. Um, I don't remember a single thing about it. Mm -hmm. I think I watched like one episode. But it was in a very weird spot on Toonami where they only put it on like at 3 a.m. And that's where it that's where it debuted. Mm -hmm. So I think they knew, hey, this show is nothing. We yeah. don't like it. Let's just throw it in a time slot where it's going to get canceled. And I I have heard people say that they should give it a chance because I think like Professor Pig is one of the main villains there. Um, Katana plays a role in there as well. Uh, but I, I would be interested at least trying to give it another chance. Um, it kind of fit the same animation as Green Lantern, the animated series. Oh, did it? I mean, I don't think I ever saw that either, so. It's kind of hard for me to say. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I'm actually like, as we're doing this podcast right now, I am gearing up to do Hotel Apocalypse for San Diego Comic-Con. So I don't know if we have any listeners uh, that are going to San Diego Comic-Con. As of right now, I'm not going. But I gotta, I'm in a big-ass group of people, and we help each other get hotels, and we get help each other get tickets. So I still got to do my part. I am debating, though, because the reason why I'm not going is I don't have the money for it. It's just if you've never been to San Diego Comic-Con, you need thousands of dollars to enjoy it there because of your yeah. hotel, your ticket. And, of course, you're going to want to buy all the shits. So, um, 
the one thing that's happening is there's there's that. But I also haven't been on a plane since I had my anxiety stuff happen. So Oof. that's what I'm kind of like. I'm debating whether I should just go for a day because it wouldn't be as expensive. And yeah. it would be kind of suck. It would kind of suck. But it would break my idea of anxiety for going on a plane. Yeah. Because I'll be like, I'll be going there. I'll be going to a place I know that I like. Enjoy it for a day, come back, and I'll be like, all right, I've been on a plane post-anxiety. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, so I'm debating whether to do that to save some money because I have a friend that's going for sure, and I, I know I can just stay there for a night. But we'll see what happens. Anyway, so if you guys ever hear me typing or something, it's probably because of that going on in the background. But moving on to questions in the Discord. There is one question that I mentioned that we're skipping. Because it's been asked a billion times, and I I commented on it last night. So we're not going to do that question, because that person needs to learn to not ask the same question anymore. Um, and they didn't ask a replacement. But what's our first question we got? Uh, first, ignore Red Hoods. Ignore yeah, Red the, Hoods. First, the first question comes from Arwitz. Uh, he says, uh, what is the worst Batman comic you have read, and why? I now, feel like I will ask this. But I think it was it. similar, but yeah. I just want you guys to know at one point, Juice was on a mission to read yeah. Batman's worst stories because he was wanting to do a YouTube video on it. Yeah, I never, he did never it. finished it, but no. I got to hear all of these great summaries about these yeah. stories. Um, I think I know which one yours might be. Oh, yeah. Um, Easy. I would have to say the same. Yeah. So it would be Batman Odyssey. It is one of the most batshit crazy, like, it's, uh, what is it? Neil Adams, right? Yeah. It's, he had to have been on acid. He had to have been on acid while making that book because it's so ridiculous. Like, they at one point go to the center of the world or the center of the earth and fly on pterodactyls and they have this old villain, I forget his name, but he's been around before. And he's like this old, like, samurai, not samurai, but like dojo type master that's really badass. I'm forgetting his name. I know he's a classic villain, though. Uh, Drew, I'm pretty sure will uh, correct us on that. But, um, and then he turns into a baby or something like that. He's like, I want to be reborn and possibly be different. And he ends up becoming a baby. And I think there's like a, I don't know if there's like a bat Batman version and they all these like weird creatures love are they like dino version i don't know dude it's fucking weird also batman gets shot right in the face so i think and he survives there's like a magic shield on his face so i think uh matt reeves actually watched odyssey or read odyssey before making the batman <laughs> and uh that happened oh that actually came out this week too the how it should have ended version that was dude, hilarious they dude. made fun of everything we complained about like genuinely, it feels like they watched our podcast and they just or they listened to our podcast and made fun of everything because they made fun of the bomb thing. They made fun of just like oh my god, so much shit that we complained about, like the Riddler. Uh, it was the uh, the creepy Bruce Wayne. Yes, that, so yes, <laughs> so good, dude, so fucking good. Um, but yeah, it has to be Batman Odyssey. I will also throw up there a lot of Kevin Smith's Batman. A lot of Kevin yeah. Smith's Batman is pretty terrible. I uh, love Kevin Smith, cool dude, um, but his Batman writing is awful. Um, and it's, you know, he was drawing it with his friend. Like, I think his friend from that show, Comic Guys or whatever the hell it's called, because uh, that dude's an artist. 
I think they probably both just got like high together and they're like, oh, it'd be cool if uh, we have jokes about Batman fucking and weed and stuff. And it was just bad. Um, Onomatopoeia also sucks as a character. I'm sorry. I think Onomatopoeia sucks. So mm-hmm. I will also put down there. Um, it was a uh, issue of Action Comics where mm-hmm. it, it was basically just a backdoor pilot for uh, Naomi um and all of you know what bendis was doing uh but it was like superman barely showed up in it it was mainly just uh naomi and batman that were in an action comics uh comic and uh batman was arguing with superman Mm -hmm. saying oh i don't know why i'm here because i should be and he named every other thing that all the other Batman titles were doing because he thought it would be funny to break the fourth wall and tell everybody like, hey, look, Batman's continuity is really weird, but I'm still here because I'm Batman. Yeah, it's definitely something I hate about Bendis. Um, yeah. uh, but you know what? He's an interesting guy to talk to. I will say that. I've talked to him in person. He's an interesting guy, but his writing, not so great. You can be interesting and your projects suck. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how people feel about my YouTube. Um, So (laughs) there's that. But anyways, Um, what else have we got? The next one, um, let's see here. Al Batman is talking about the Flash trailer. We did talk about that in the beginning of the podcast. Um, Young asks... Uh, this one is mainly for juice, but what is the <laughs> best OnlyFans you've gotten from the wheel spin? <laughs> so, for those of you that never come to the live streams, we have uh, we have a wheel spin. We have a front and a back of the wheel spin. The front of the wheel spin is a ten dollar donation, or if you sub to the channel, not subscribing to like on YouTube, but becoming a member, which is a five dollar tier. So, um, you get a front wheel spin, and it has just random stuff we do it on it. But on the back. We have what is like the worst wheel spin that I have to like spend money. I have to do something. Well, whatever. That one's a little bit more pricey. And on the back of it, I have buy and only fans. And I'm just like, shit. So it's landed on that a few times. So I've had to buy multiple different only fans. But um, the, he said best, right? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> the best has either been... Uh, I think it, her name is Elise Lauren. She's one of the, she's a, like a suicide girl, former okay. suicide girl. So yeah. she's, she's pretty hot. Um, but probably the best one is this chick named, uh, I forget how to pronounce it. She has like an anime-ish type name, but it's like Octo, Octo, Octora, Octo, Octora or something like that. But people have probably seen her on the internet before because she has some of the best like cosplay adult content like it's just fucking tops and you're just like she has a crazy uh like dragon right now everybody listening to this podcast um but like if you've seen you've probably seen her before but like she has this crazy back tattoo and so she's very noticeable but for the thing for the price for and everything because a lot of them have sales i picked that shit off when it has a sale y'all come on that's what i'm doing but uh, for the price, she puts out fucking amazing content. I'm not even going to lie. And that's not even just being like, oh, yeah. No, it's just like as a creator, she puts out amazing content. Because I followed other people, and man, they are shit. Like, it's garbage. Like, they're just trying to get money, you can tell. But she puts out fucking A1 content. Um, so, yeah, there you go, Young. Go check it out if you want to. But <laughs> it's not free, so good luck. 
now and she's uh, got a the, good team about hiding her content on reddit so i'm just gonna let you know about that too nice yeah. um the next question comes from kids do this is the one that i had said um is related to the batman that we talked about earlier he says what news would have uh to come out for you guys to be excited for the batman sequel and i would have to say it needs to i need to find out that the movie is shorter and there is a supernatural or comic booky element that is added to the rest of this trilogy. So I I couldn't accept that either, though, to be honest. Because, really? because you've already set the precedent in the first film. Bringing in a supernatural comic booky element breaks the fucking tone of the whole series. And I don't think that works. It's like going from the first two Thors... To Thor three, but some would, some could say, I don't think most would, but some could say the tone for the Dark Knight trilogy changed dramatically from Batman Batman Begins to the Dark Knight. I would agree, it did. Uh, wait, you said from the Batman to from the Dark from Batman yeah, Begins from the first to two, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, I would agree with that. Um, there's definitely a different tone change, but it was still like you had a real. It's also because of the suit. I think they went more realistic in the second one, so that's kind of bad. And some yeah. people don't like. There are weird people out there that don't like the Dark Knight. So yeah, and that think the Batman is the first or Batman is the first film. Like the Batman Begins is the best one. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I'm in that group. Maybe I'm just going to be a part of that group. But I, and here's the thing too, I'm not going to lie to you. I never saw Batman Begins in theaters. So when Batman, when Batman, wow. the Dark Knight came out, I only watched Batman Begins because I wanted to see the Dark Knight. So I had, I was not watching at that time. Like I was just like, okay, cool. And so when I watched it, it was like one of those things when you're just trying to catch up, right? So you don't really yeah. pay attention to it that much. And and I also wasn't having hardcore conversations about Batman like I do nowadays. Yeah. So it wasn't the biggest thing. But I will say that tone-wise, I just don't think it would make sense. It would feel like Thor to Thor 3. Thor 2 to Thor 3 for me. And hmm. I just I wouldn't be able to accept that. That's only, an interesting takeaway from that. The only thing that could make me excited is if it came out that something was going to happen to bring Pattinson into the DCEU. Only way I'd get excited for it. Because at this point, I'm going to get realistic Batman again. It's going to be a long-ass movie because Reeves, I don't think, is going to get away from it. He's like, oh, we only did three... People loved our three-hour movie, so why don't we go longer? Or just the same. I Jesus, don't see him. No, thank He's you. so like big on story, I think, that he will fucking extend it. Unless WB comes in, it's like, it needs to be shorter. That's the only way. And knowing Matt Reeves, he'll be like, I call the shots here. So, you know, I, I don't think he'll bend. Ah, uh, That's true. That's true. Because that's what he told them at the start. And I think he has that mentality. He's like, I made just $700 million, you know? So, like, what are you going to do? I made it during the pandemic. That's probably what he'll use, too. Like, I did it during the pandemic. And then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't do that. You know? <laughs> So like, but we have new people in Discovery. Discovery can be like, go fuck yourself. It's yeah. Batman. We can get anybody to come make the Batman. So you know, we'll see. I was going to, I was going to say with a new regime or whatever you want to call it, um, with WBD, 
I think mm-hmm. they may have, you know, a bigger foothold in being able to say, hey, I know you made us money, but yeah. there's a certain criteria that we want to fit in this genre. So it could happen. It definitely yeah. could happen. I uh, think but- we get a new Batman instead, to be honest. I think so, too. I don't know who that's going to be. And I hope they do it soon. But yeah, I don't know. But I believe that is all our questions. That correct? is all the questions. Yes. All right. There's all the questions. I still got some time before this thing happens. So let's go ahead and look. All right. I don't have my iPad here, so I'm going to bring up all my stuff. But Deathstroke and Robin, fuck those books. I didn't give a shit about them. Did you like anything about them? So I think I liked Deathstroke more than I liked Robin because the dialogue in Robin was atrocious Um, because at like one point uh, was I think it's the beginning of Robin. We see the whole thing going down with uh, Talia and Batman and then we see freaking um, oh shit. What's his name? Um, That that freaking fought nightwing in his run and was in the death tournament oh, uh, with... it's uh it's it's not falcon is it falcon it's not falcon no no, no it's, that's not um... his name oh his raptor. Name? raptor 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 okay so i was really hoping that they were going to explain some shit here and they really didn't mm-hmm. because if you remember in the uh shadow war alpha yeah uh issue raptor is a part of Talia's assassin team. Mm-hmm. And they brought him in because yeah. apparently he's a secret agent of Deathstroke mm-hmm. in the secret society of villains, but they've never shown that whatsoever. Yeah. They just told us. And I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. It just literally looks like you're trying to kill one of your own assassins. Yeah. And I, I think that's stupid. I'm looking at Robin right now, which is what we're talking about, right? Because like I said, I skimmed yeah. both of these. I didn't care. Um, I instantly jumped off this book and didn't give a fuck about it. Because I'm pretty sure it's in this book. Oh, when Damien's like, I have a brother? I have a brother! You fuck have Dick you. Grayson, you stupid fuck. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, William. It's Williamson still writing this, yes. rat, this shit, yes. right? Yeah. But Dude, also... Williamson can't write more than three books, apparently. But like my thing is when when freaking respawn takes off his mask, he's like, "I'm you, but not really." Yeah. No, you're not. You literally only have the DNA of Talia and Deathstroke. Yeah. You're stepbrothers. Yeah. That's what you are. You're not I him. Just... You're not a clone. What the fuck are you talking about? I hope he dies. Like. I just I hope this is one of those characters that was made to die at the end of this book. Um, at this point, I think it's probably best that Williamson wasn't going to be the main writer for Batman because it seems like he can write very small and well. That's it. He can't do an he can't do a landing. This has gotten out of hand, dude. Like he had that one. I think it was issue like five or six that was really good for Robin. Yeah. And I wasn't even feeling the start of this book anyways. And I was like, okay, I'm back on the train once I saw that, like, Nightwing, everybody chasing Robin thing. And then he started fighting a big monster. And I was just like, what? And then they went into this whole, like, oh, yeah, my grandfather's going to be better now and all this kind of crap and blah, blah, and grandma's bad. And I was just like, okay, whatever. And now they're doing this Shadow War thing where he's trying to get Talia to kiss Batman and all this kind of stuff. Or he did do that. 
and then now it's this weird like father and son gonna go chase down other father and illegitimate son whatever kind of crap that's half of your other son like it's so convoluted and dumb like i just don't care the dialogue was terrible um and yeah i don't know i don't like i just i think it's just dumb i don't like here's the thing here's the thing i know drew's gonna hate to hear this but we know there's a mystery going on right now right we know there's a mystery going on we don't know who killed whatever this story is not interesting you want to know who does a good thing that keeps you interested between each each freaking thing tom king Tom King gets you <laughs> wanting to read the next issue when there's a mystery involved. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Drew's not going to like that about Human Target, but when it comes to uh, what is the uh, No Time to Kill? Is that what it's called? Or Killing Time? Yeah. I've already read next week's issue. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to say anything about it because it's embargoed still. But I'm interested in reading the next book because the mystery, the mystery continues. And I'm just like, damn. Like, I want to know what the hell is going on in this book. This one, they're not even referencing really the guy that killed uh, Rachel Goy. He's like, I didn't do it. That's it. I'm like, okay, they, show the guy. They they showed him on a computer screen, and they're talking about him. But they, at one point in, I think, the Alpha issue, had, like, a point of view that was his. Mm-hmm. And now they've completely done away with that. Yeah. And so we're not getting anything with that character. And I think that's like they're wanting us to be like, oh, what about him? What about him? What about him? Yeah. But there's not enough surrounding the mystery mm-hmm. to make us care about him either. Yeah. I and I think this was a problem to criticize Tom King. The one time he didn't do this was during the nightmare arc. Right? Yeah. Everybody was like, it just feels so weird. Like, where's the story going? It's because it was 10 issues of Batman going through these hallucinations. Where, again, you have to be, like, you're supposed to read it from the perspective of Batman. So Batman doesn't know where he's at. You shouldn't know what's going on outside of that either, right? But still, I think every issue should have ended with something going on on the outside. That we know, like, what is happening to Batman. And I think that's the best way to tell a story. You have to, if there's a mystery, that mystery needs to be the center of the whole thing. But here it's like, oh yeah, let's have a lot of fighting. Batman fights Deathstroke. He shows up. Freaking all these people show up. No, your center should be that villain. Tom Taylor is kind of doing that, but Heartless kind of just disappears for like two issues, three issues. But for a while, Heartless was ending every issue and he was killing somebody or he was killing a random person or he was talking about like, oh, I got to go after this Nightwing person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We haven't seen him in the last couple issues. So... Tom Taylor was doing it well, but I think that's the best way to tell a story is you, if you have a mystery, that mystery should be a part of every issue until it's solved or until it's revealed. You know what I mean? And then you can continue going off, going after that. But for the most part, this is just. And like, there was, there was one scene where like Deathstroke's like, you care too much about people who don't care. And like, he threw the bombs at like this grenade at like civilians. And Batman's like, I'll get the grenade. And Robin's like, I'll get the civilians. And then Robin throws his like shuriken or his, his freaking uh, batarangs yeah. at the people. And he's like, run. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And then, so Batman saves the group of people and Robin. He's yeah. like, fucking Robin can't do shit. And he's like, okay, that team up was over. I'm done with you, dad. And Batman's like, wait, Damien, how, how is it that you'll ever trust me again? And, and Robin's like, 
let me drive the Batwing. And they jump into the Batwing. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? And I think you want to know why it's stupid is because I think when people think Batman and Robin, they think Dick Grayson, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And the reason why that worked, the campiness worked, is because Dick Grayson himself is campy. Yeah. Like, that's why. Damien's not. He's a little shit. And so him trying to be campy doesn't work. Now, granted, he could have loving moments with his father, but, like, he's always just a little dick. And yeah. so you can't do the campy shit with him. It just doesn't work. Um, you can have him do like the tough shit. Like, yeah, that's believable because that's Damien. But the campy stuff doesn't work. And then the way this book ends, <laughs> Williamson, bro. Uh, who was it on. that said, who was it in the Discord that like just popped off real quick? In I think it was... I have no idea. Uh, Were they it was about Red Hood. It was Red Hood. He was. He said this. He said, the last page of Robin 13 made me want to vomit. I was really liking the issue. Then the last page comes, and I'm like, oh, come on. Why? I don't know how Red Hood was liking this <laughs> issue, but, you know, more power to you. Again, if you guys like any of the stuff we talk about or any of the stuff I should say we shit on, more power to you. Like, if you get any enjoyment out of anything, that's awesome. We're just telling the truth on how we feel about these things. Um, but... Yeah, so in the Batwing, they're talking about, Batman's talking about calling in somebody. He's like, oh, who are you calling in? Grayson? That's what Robin says. And he's like, no. And then there's some fighting, and then we get freaking Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter. And I'm just like, that's who you're You're bringing in a kid that couldn't even fucking beat random people. Although, technically, this kid knew how to disable the Batmobile. So maybe he's a genius of some no, kind. No, but I think at one point in the beginning of this freaking issue... Uh, I think it was, uh, Batman talking to, or maybe it was in the beginning of Deathstroke, sorry, in Deathstroke Inc. When he was talking to Raptor mm -hmm. and Batman, uh, they were saying like, basically Raptor, it, it, I think what he was supposed to be doing was like relaying a secret message to Batman which yeah. was really, really weird. But, like, he uh, he's talking to this other woman, this, like, demon-looking chick, yeah. and she she mentions uh, Ghostmaker, and Batman's like, Ghostmaker? Like, question mark? Like, what? Yeah. How do you know about Ghostmaker? Like, it's... I don't know why Williamson's writing is just starting to really irritate the fuck out of me. Yeah. He was doing really well, in some of the beginnings of these like stories, but he, like you said, he just doesn't know how to keep the hype going. Yeah. Yeah. And essentially Deathstroke was, I mean, we should have talked about Deathstroke first. I think we just jumped around, but Deathstroke ends with Robin and uh, what's her face. Ravager. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Ra Ravager to, to fight Deathstroke and him. If I'm not mistaken, hold up, let me check this out. Uh, okay, I was gonna say, I was like, does the continuity make sense? Because they catch them in a building, but yeah, it, it makes sense because then they blow up the top of the building and they're fighting on top of a roof. Um, yeah, yeah Deathstroke is uh, everybody, I think, who was it that says, like, oh man, um, Juice, it, pr they said I pretty much called what was gonna happen in Deathstroke, yeah. and it was me saying that, like, oh, they're gonna. 
they're going to do the whole like moment of weakness kind of bullshit where it's like, oh, yeah, they have it happening. He's like, oh, no, I didn't mean to do that. All that kind of crap, like, which was so predictable because they were like, oh, we can't, you know, we can't get rid of Batcat, but we want to do this. And I just don't care about Williamson, bro. Like, I don't know why he's got such popularity. I don't know if anybody does consider him like a really good writer. I think that... Unfortunately, I think what has happened is DC has ran all of their good writers away because they haven't been willing to pay good rates for them. Yeah. And so they're off doing their own projects, not really, you know, paying any mind to the big two while DC is just scrambling. And Williamson basically held out. He he did what I guess is a smart move. He's like, oh, I have these really shit books that I'm writing, but everything is kind of hitting the fan right now. If I just sit and play good boy, I'm going to be on some of the biggest titles here at DC because everybody will be gone. And that's what he did. Unfortunately, he's just not a great writer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't, uh, not the biggest fan of it for sure. Um, but it is what it is. So should we cover detective or justice league first? Let's do detective and get that out of the way. Okay. Um, how did you feel about this book? I actually, we're talking about the front part of the book first, right? Yes. Because <laughs> the back part of the book, oh my god. Um, <laughs> the front part of the book, I, I, I'm waiting for it to load on my phone because I, I read these on my iPad. But I like this more than what we were getting during the whole Arkham thing. Really? And, uh, yeah, I actually, it looks stupid, but I like Riddler with the mustache. Oh, I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. I, it looks stupid. It Dude, looks I, stupid. I saw, the, I saw the, like, when you get the first good look at him on, like, the second page, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's Juice cosplaying as the Riddler. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love it. It looks dumb. I'm not going to lie. Like, because it, it doesn't look like the Riddler, right? It looks weird. Well, it doesn't mesh with the continuity of the character as recently as fucking yes. what, the, the last story arc. Yeah, like, I agree. I agree. It doesn't, the it feels like two different characters. Yeah. I thought this was somebody acting to be the Riddler. And yeah. then they actually call out that this is actually Edward Nigma. I was like, I, I thought it was somebody was pretending to. I thought it was somebody pretending to. But overall, the story was interesting to me. I liked the art. I thought the art was really good. Yes. Um, but it was just a nice change of pace from all the bullshit we've got in Arkham, from that, that whole Arkham thing. Like, this was a yeah. Batman story, and he was trying to figure out. We got to see Bruce Wayne a little bit more, which is something we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Also, give him his money back already. Like, why are we still on that? Like... Yeah, just reminding us again, oh, hey, I don't have any money. I Let's go get a drink, but let's go get a cheap drink. And I'm just yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, it hasn't hindered him at all. So I don't understand. Like, we're not doing... He's not struggling at all. It's not like, oh, shit, I'm out of batterings because I don't have any money. Or like, yeah. oh, like it, the, the suit isn't tattered and ripped or anything crazy. We still saw... We saw the whole Bat team make a whole new area. Like, they got caught. The sewer thing was cool because they ended up getting caught. And you're just like, oh, crap. And they got attacked. But then they have a whole new area now that it seems like it's super expensive. And I'm just like, give him his money back, dude. Like, there's no point in this anymore. Like, the Foxes aren't doing anything with it. And it's yeah. just like, it makes no sense. 
And the, if, if you're going to make that part of the story, because what was it like? Didn't they come out and say Bruce Wayne was bad? I don't even remember what happened during Joker War. Like, yeah, I, I honestly could not tell you. I, I don't think that it came out that Bruce Wayne was Batman. But he was but funding he, Batman, right? He was funding crap. Batman, and he was working with vigilantism. And, uh, I mean, due to the whole Infinite Frontier thing, this should have been known already because he founded freaking Batman Inc. Yeah. Like, yeah, it doesn't I make don't. any sense. I don't get what's going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically this whole story was there was a lot of people doing crimes that have no criminal past. And so Batman is trying to solve this riddle or just like what is happening here. So it was just this nice little different detective story. And it turns out that the writer that we've been seeing all of detective, this whole journalist this whole time, her daughter's a Supreme, like not a Supreme Court, but a judge. Yeah. And from my understanding, I thought you had to be a certain age to be a judge. So that's kind of weird. She is very young. She to seems the point, young. To, but yeah. to the point where the mother and daughter, like the way Ivan Reyes just draws them, they yeah. look similar ages. Like, yeah, yeah. That's why I was a little weirded out when she was like, you're my daughter. I was like, whoa, this is fucking weird. Like, I could yeah. understand sister or whatever. Yeah. But daughter was maybe a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. So, like, I thought that was, yeah, that was really weird. Um, I think a sister probably would have been a lot better. Uh, the dynamic between them two. Like, I know I understand mothers and daughters fight. Like, I get that. But, like, sisters fight, too. So that could have played off as well. Um and yeah, so it seems like she has a problem or there's something she needs to do because the Riddler's forcing her to do something. But it's just another, you know, it's a detective story that we're going to find out why is the Riddler doing this. And I'm curious to see what's going on. Um, and yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. It's the first issue of a new arc, so. Yeah, but now on to the backup story. <laughs> Gotham Girl Interrupted. Now, I just want to say... This just proves that uh, I, I I know that Rosen, uh, Rosenberg is busy with a whole bunch of other books. Mm -hmm. Can you please come back to write something else, please? Yeah, please come back and write something else for the uh, backups of this book. Oh, boy. I know Drew is going to say something about this backup, and I think we may is agree with though? him. Is he? I mean, he's I gonna, uh, yeah, he's going to say something about the topic of it because it's, it's Drew's M.O. to say something about, like, mental health or whatever. It's just what he does. But also, he's not a Tom King lover, so I don't know if he's going to cares about Gotham Girl. So True. But I will say this. Whoever decided to write this, this is Sinegrace's story. Yeah. I don't know if he was given this pitch or he pitched this guy? Book. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought Sinel was more of a female name, but you know, that's me. That's my my thing for guessing gender. I'm pretty sure Sinel Grace is a male. Uh, this feels like a female wrote it, though, because it feels like that early Burnside background. Let me that's what it felt like. Because, like I said, I don't want to misgender. Um, Sinel Grace. Yeah, I genuinely thought this was written by like almost like if you wouldn't if you would have taken names away, I would have thought this was written by the person that read, read Girl, uh, Bad Girl by Burnside. Yes, so. Sinner Grace is a uh, is a guy. 
Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of this, this writer before, so. Yeah, I have no it, idea uh, pronouns he, him is on Twitter. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know if he gave this pitch or if somebody gave this pitch to him and then he just made whatever. Mm-hmm. But you, like, from what we got at the last story of Gotham Girl, like the yeah. last bit of Gotham Girl, yeah. let me just say there was a lot of hope in those last pages. Mm-hmm. What we got here, I just want to go ahead and say this as well. I understand that mental health is a big deal. I We have talked about it more and more along with this podcast. And I know that there can be relapses and life sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. This took it a little overboard to a piece of storytelling that I don't think is really believable from where we left off with, with Gotham Girl. I agree. Uh, and just to harp on the mental health thing, mental health is the reason why this podcast stopped for about three weeks. And we came back and are we, I tried to come back and I literally had a panic attack during the first episode, during a bad cat episode, which kind of sucked. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a uh, kind of rough, but so yeah, we don't fuck around with mental health, but even though I am somebody that is a big supporter of mental health, um, even I didn't like this, like there's ways to write things well, and there's ways to write things bad, terribly. And this was one of those things. Um, and this is probably if Drew does come out and say some, you know, convoluted shit about this, I would probably agree because this wasn't a good issue. Depending on how crazy he goes, we know how Drew is. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I, it was just bad, man. Like the, she was very hopeful that on that last Tom King issue where she became essentially Superman, and I was excited to see where she was gonna go. I don't like it's so, her. Her dialogue and her just mentality was terrible here. Like, and also, really big red flag on the continuity of Batman books. Mm-hmm. She was in Arkham Tower, apparently. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. That is and stupid. That I just don't see how you go to this like it, <laughs> this is such an easy story to write from what it was at right like you just tell the story of what she's been doing since then since the last issue that's the that's your first issue yeah. like where have i been what have i been doing one they told us they didn't show us which yeah. is kind of sucky and like she could have been harping on her brother a lot more you know still reeling about that like you know, I've actually had a second chance, blah, blah, blah. Like my brother, this and that could have done more of that. And dude, this was just like, really? And she mentions it in the book. She was like, all right, I'm ready to be a part of a shitty rom-com kind of thing. And I'm like, that's what this felt like. A really shitty CW episode. And I just didn't like, I don't know. It was weird because she meets another character that they went to Arkham and they were like, hey, why haven't you been coming to the AA meetings? Like, you know, essentially. And yeah. she's all like, I just don't want to be there. It's not for me. And then you have like, I don't know. There was, there's this one panel of Batman standing over her and she's like, it's happening. I think I need, I need people. And it's like, well, I mean, why wouldn't she be a part of the Bat family? Like helping out. I don't understand that. Like, well, and that's the one thing that I was also pissed off about 
because she goes on this little like tangent about the bat family and yeah. how like oh they all have each other they like what was the exact wording of it let me try to find it uh yeah she said she didn't want to be a part of it or something right or some shit i i don't remember exactly where it was but she said something about like how uh, i'm trying to look for the actual panel because i think i rem- remember the panel more oh it says here um uh Oh shit. Oh, they were just humans with trauma and utility belts. I'm yeah. different. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you're the like, one in the mental health facility right now <laughs> talking about trauma. Like she doesn't have trauma? Like her brother died. Like and she went evil because of it. Like if anybody has trauma, she has more trauma and her trauma is a lot recent. Is more she, recent. She called them uh I don't want to be in the Batman squad of battle orphans. Yeah. That's what she called them. This book was so bad. Like, yeah. you could... Like, dude, I was excited. Like, if it, that was one of the things I mentioned. I was like, if they never bring back Gotham Girl, I would love to write a Gotham Girl story. Because you could do so much with her, I feel like. She's just, she's Supergirl in Gotham. That's all yeah. she is. And she's Supergirl with... I mean, Supergirl has trauma too, but like, it's just like, you know, different, you know, it's a different story of trauma. But you could do a world's finest with Supergirl mm-hmm. and Gotham Girl. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. And just give them super powered people to fight to where it's like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, I don't understand this. Like, dude, she could be Gotham's daytime hero, like Signal. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the big, that was the big tease from Tom King's run that, mm-hmm. Like it showed like a future where Gotham Girl and Duke were together. Yeah. And we were like, oh, maybe we'll get that story in the future. That's I would have wanted that more than this, dude. Yeah, this was I she like talks to a gargoyle's head. Yeah. Yeah. That she was does strange. the whole Wilson kind of thing. Yeah. And apparently she keeps putting holes in the wing mansion she mm-hmm. doesn't use the door like because the way she described it is having to keep repairing holes in the wayne mansion well yeah. who else is putting those holes there than the one person that can fly in gotham yeah yeah i i just i i don't uh, i don't i don't know what to do with this story man like <laughs> it it like i said it felt like it this was if burnside had its own universe this was it like she would be a part of burnside's universe and I just, I didn't like it. And I don't know if it's just because it came off as a very, like, girly story. Because I thought this was written by, because when you, I, I hate to put people in a box. Because, um, oh, what's her name that did uh, the one we liked a lot that she, we said she should write Batman? I'm forgetting her name oh, right now. Oh, uh, uh. Is it Gomez? Or I forget her name. Uh, I forget Garcia, uh. Oh, Whoever shit. wrote Joker, what was it? Um, Harley uh, Quinn, Killer uh, Smile. Yeah, yeah. no, no not Killer Smile. It was uh, Criminal Insanity. Criminal Insanity. Yes, she she's broken the mold. But unfortunately, because this doesn't happen a lot, we see a lot of Cammy Garcia. Cammy Garcia. Yes, Cammy Garcia broke the mold and broke any stereotype of like, oh, female writers only write poppy type of bullshit. 
Um, unfortunately, we don't get a lot of female writers in comics, or we don't get a lot of female writers writing Batman, is what I should say. Yes. Uh, Tamaki was breaking that mold, too. Tamaki was doing some really cool stuff. But, I mean, I think, okay, I'm actually talking about out of my ass here, because Gail Simone fucking wrote a badass Batgirl. So, I'm talking about out of my ass here. I think just, I think people have the vision of what female writers write, and it was Batgirl by Burnside. They were like, why did they change? Because we went from a fucking great Batgirl to Batgirl at Burnside. I'm like, why did we get so bubbly and whatever? And yeah. maybe maybe that's like, well, because we want a, fem- a more female presence on female characters, which is, that's a fair argument. That's a fair argument because I think a lot of men will be like, well, you could just make female characters badass, which is kind of our argument. Like, you don't need to be like, I'm girly, you know? Like, they can just yeah. be just as badass. Um and I just felt kind of like this is that. So negate my whole argument. I just feel like this belonged in the the Burnside area, and I yeah. wasn't a big fan of Burnside. So I'll but say like that. the what it ends up being is this, like you said, this other individual that was also in Arkham Tower. He's trying to convince her of the community of Arkham and like how hey, we're not all super villains. We're not all bad. We're just trying to keep people accountable and stuff. Yeah, and. She then realizes after some time on her own, she's like, oh, wait, you were just like really into Gotham Girl. So I'm going to put on my costume. We're going to have a date or whatever. We'll spend time together and maybe it will be good for me. And she flies all the way to the art studio that they were a part of. And there he is kneeling down in front of a Gotham Girl blog um, with all of his art. And he blew his brains out yeah that's how, that's yeah. how it ends yeah so she by being mean to him essentially caused his suicide yeah yeah um yeah i mean i don't i don't care it's like it, we were excited for this book too we yeah. were excited for her return which kind of sucks and i wasn't expecting this i just felt like this was such an easy written story to tell and we're getting some it just doesn't feel like Gotham Girl. I think that's my end point. It's it really, it's really weird. Like this is very meta for me. You know how people argue about how Man of Steel is not Superman? This is not Gotham Girl. Like mm-hmm. that, like what people think Superman should be on screen is initially how the ending of Tom King's run with Gotham Girl was. Yeah. Like she had hope. She was gonna go search for her life and like become this like inspiring hero. And that's what I wanted to see, even if there was challenges, because I get it. Like we said, mental health is an everyday struggle. Yeah. So there could have been that struggle, but you still could have had the hope and the big dramatic change from where she was, you know, during the whole Flashpoint Batman stuff and, you know, being his Robin and all of that stuff. Yeah. You you could have done something a lot more than this. Like yeah. this was a waste of eight pages. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, just telling me where she's been would have been a great first issue. But this was just, all right, whatever. Um, yeah. And she wasn't shown in any of the detective previous stuff, but she was in Arkham. Like, makes no sense to me. Uh, anyways, let's move on to Justice League, because I'd rather end with Steel. Yes. Um, so what are... I? So it was an interesting book for me. Because, like, I like the callbacks to the OG, like, Crisis and stuff. But I haven't been reading anything prior to this, so I don't care. Yeah, Juice is, and he said this before. He said this way back when we started uh, 
Batman News Weekly. Uh, at one point, Juice was attempting to read a Wonder Woman story, and that turned into shit. Like, yeah. he has been burned by other books that aren't Batman before, so that's why he doesn't read a lot more than what we do for the podcast. Yeah. Well, here, you don't have to read any of Bendis' Justice League, which is mm -hmm. great. You just know that, hey, these are the characters that are in the Justice League right now, and a crisis-type event is coming into uh, fruition at DC. I really dug this. Now, the only stuff that you probably will need to read in preparation for this is, of course, uh, Infinite Frontier 1 through 6, or 0, 1 through 6, and then um, Justice League Incarnate, and then this book. Uh, but honestly, reading it on its own, do you think this was a start to finish storyline like just as a one-shot story uh i mean what do you mean like there that nothing would continue from this like it's a one-shot i don't know more so that like you were able to read this story and understand what was going on yeah 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 but so if you don't i've oh, read stuff in the past okay okay because of all the references and stuff you know if you don't want to do the homework i think it's safe to just jump in and read it um, because one thing that we've continuously said, Williamson knows how to start a book. He knows mm -hmm. how to get people's attention, draw people in. And he did a really, really good job with this book. Yeah. I dug it a lot because I have done my homework. I have read the other books that really go into this, but like, I think it's like midway through this book. Shit hits the fan so fucking fast. Yeah. And uh, I know there's some people who may be a little angry at some of the outcomes here because, of course, this was teased as the death of the Justice League. One of the big things uh, with the characters here, Jon Stewart got this like new like godlike power with the yeah, Green Lantern by that. with the willpower. He can people now he he is basically what '90s comic book readers would equate to like Icon and Kyle Rayner. Um, okay. <laughs> Those people who understood that reference, yes, that's basically what John Stewart is. He is a god of the willpower, and he is able in this one page basically brings out all of the heroes of the DC universe and is helping fight uh, this large group of individuals. And the one thing that hit me so fucking hard because he is one of my top five characters in DC universe is the fact that the only character that is literally not supposed to be there is Green Arrow. Mm -hmm. And he fucking bites the bullet from a fucking doomsday character. Yeah, he got fucking smashed. He he, he fucking dies. He just dies before everybody else. And then everybody else dies in the exact same way as uh, Flash. Flash did back in the original Christ's on Infinite Earths. There is a tease to this, though, that mm -hmm. I will go ahead and quote-unquote spoil here. Um, one of the surviving members of the Justice League at the very end is Black Adam, and uh, Wally West, Flash, Naomi, and John Kent, Superman, find him, and he like he's just yelling out, they're all dead, they're all dead, the Justice League is dead. Now, the one tease here, when you see all those panels of when Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman are like basically 
getting erased from existence or whatever. Yeah. So if you go and read Infinite Frontier, the way that ends on mm-hmm. issue six is the Flash, Barry Allen, the Flash. It's happening to him also. Yeah. But he ends up being in like a dream state world. Hmm. So the Justice League have not died. Yeah. We will continue their stories in separate one shots. One of them actually being written by Tom King with Superman. Oh, Oh, okay. Uh, We see them all being in their own dream, like, like state, like world or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then of course, most of the dark crisis though, will be how the heroes on earth cope and adjust with no justice league. Yeah. So I am kind of excited for this. I'm not excited due to the way that Williamson does do his writing, Mm. but yeah, they're all going to find out they have brothers at the end of this. (laughs) So, but I did tell juice that we probably will be reading dark crisis because uh, Nightwing is heavily invested into uh, the storyline. And so is Deathstroke again, uh, more Batman like characters or Batman story characters uh, are in the crisis book. So I think it is a event book that we will follow. And I know that I think it was red hood that said that he had a theory on how everything is going to be adding up to like the new um, like whatever DC is planning for like a new reboot or whatever. So Red Hood, if you have a theory or whatever, if you want to DM me or if you want to just say it publicly because it's just your theory, I think that would be fun. Um, We can talk about it in the future. Um, Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, it was I saw a lot of people making comments about this book on Twitter because they were like, there's no way Batman's going to die because look at these creative teams. And it was talking about Ram V's new creative team on Detective and oh uh, you were saying you were you were i know yeah. exactly who you were saying i might I have follow him because i don't follow comic people so yeah uh i follow him we we talk a lot he's a really big uh jace fan um what? and he and he's There's big jace fans yeah oh, and he's and he's loving dude. the uh the creative teams that are attached to batman right now yeah uh people like jace like what that's that's surprising but you know it's funny, dearie. Maybe maybe your friends a, that guy's a contrarian. I learned the the meaning of that word yesterday in the stream. Somebody's like, "Hey, Juice, do you consider yourself a contrarian?" Or somebody asked me that. I think it was Young, or he said if I knew what a contrarian was. And I've heard the word a million times, but I don't know the definition of it. And it's apparently somebody that goes like against the grain, or just chooses to be the opposite or play the devil's advocate. So I mean, anybody that likes Jace has to that has to be a contrarian right there, right? <laughs> um. But yeah, so that was wild. I, I don't know. I mean, the book was okay. Uh, I liked a lot of the references, you know, to the old stuff, which was really cool. I was definitely thrown off by Green Lantern have, being able to make other Justice League members. I was like, since when has that been a thing? Um, but yeah, I also loved that how all the super people were fighting everybody and Batman was like, Canary, we got to do this. He's like, what? But everybody's over here. And they're like, yeah, well, we're fucking human. So like, let's, let's go do this thing over here. <laughs> let's go stop what's his name from blowing up and then uh that's what they went to go do but yeah dude i love green arrow getting 
the spot of like I'm always here, like I'm never supposed to be here, but I'm always here to save the day. And he fucking shoots his dude, arrow. It's, dude, that scene is so fucking good. He like yeah. you see the arrow fly through all of the shit that's going down to do the one thing that they needed to do, and then he fucking just eats it, dude. I'm like, yeah. fuck. Dude, yeah, he's all like, let's go home, guys, and then smash. <laughs> like, it was it was pretty crazy. Oh man. But I like I said, I think that uh I think we will enjoy parts of Dark Crisis. The ending will be very interesting. Uh, Williamson did write the Future State Justice League book, which had, you know, its ups and downs. So we will see how all of that goes. But we have one more book to talk about. I'm interested to hear uh, what you uh, have to say about it. But it is the Dark Knights of Steel number six. I was really interested in this book uh, because of course we left off with the Kent family finding Bruce Wayne and seeing whether or not we're going to get that story at all. We do not. So I'm sure it'll come up soon, but we do get uh, a little bit of like, I mean, we get some justice for what has been going on. And I feel like, again, we're getting small pieces of the, like, Game of Thrones-esque storylines here. Um, we actually see Tim Drake in the very beginning of this book with Constantine. And Constantine is, like, basically drinking himself to death. He's super drunk. And uh, Tim, Jake is, uh, Tim Drake sorry, is, like, saying, hey, I've, you know, just wanted to make sure you're okay. And Constantine's like, don't try to play your you know little game. I know who you are. You're one of the Robins. You came in here to infiltrate us and to inform the Batman. So I know who you are. It's like, okay, you know who I am, but just know that I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to to really, you know, mess you up as much as you've already messed up yourself. And we find out that Constantine was actually in love with Jefferson and he never shared those feelings and he like kicks freaking tim out of the room this is where one of jefferson's daughters comes out and he's like she's like oh my gosh are you okay and cause like don't don't freaking care about him he's he's a robin and she gets pissed like super pissed and she like electrocutes him and shocks him and stuff oh um, i thought that tim drake was about to die here and i was like oh shit like i, d I don't necessarily know if i want there to be no casualties with the bat family because that's something that we've always kind of critiqued about these elseworld stories is that like the batman family is usually the first to go because they're so smart they're intuitive and everything else but with such a gruesome story like a game of thrones-esque story for the dc universe i feel like it's inevitable but they let him go basically scot-free other than you know being electrocuted he goes and tells this story to the kingdom of elves and he's wanting to inform the batman but of course we know where he is nobody else knows and kal-el is like hey he's gone he's missing just tell us and he's like i'm not really sure if i feel comfortable with this because he basically just tells uh laura and kal-el hey um your daughter and sister yeah she's the one murdering everybody and she's like, yeah, that was she she puts on this like act like it wasn't me. Like, yeah. how could it be me? I he's lying. And so, like, I think it was Laura that was basically like, 
everybody needs to leave. I need to think about this. We'll see how we proceed. And this is where we see, uh, I think, one of my most favorite parts of this story um, is the twist of Constantine calling up Etrigan. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. And he he was like, and he was like, hey, I, I need a favor from you, but not from the demon. I need the leader of the demons. Or yeah. I need the head. I need the head of the demon. And as soon as he said the head of the demon, I was like, no fucking way. And he turns into a man and it's Raz Agul. Yeah. And I was like, was oh awesome. shit. That's actually really fucking smart because he is the head of the demon. Being a demon is actually a really play a good play on words. And he's wanting to resurrect Jefferson, but he's not able to because he's like, hey, I can resurrect people, but I can't regenerate them. So, like, he has a hole in his body. If I resurrect him, he's still going to have the hole in his body. I can't fill what's not already there. But the son I can resurrect. He's like, okay, well, what do you need? He's like, oh, well, all I need is... uh, What what does he say? He said... uh, Because he basically... I think Constantine said, well, I know there's going to be a cost. So, what cost is it? And he's like, oh, well, all I want is the Titans. And I yeah, guess by that. I I would assume like the characters that are known as the Teen Titans, mm-hmm. because he says here you have them hidden somewhere, don't you? It's all right. You don't have to give them to me. Simply tell me where they are, and I'll bring back your prince. And we don't see them actually shake on it, but that's something we assume is going to happen. Cal goes to uh I are we still calling it Amazonia or what is it called? Uh, yeah. yeah, Amazonia. Uh, Yeah. It's Amazonia, but like, yeah, I get you. you. And he like, he flies there, but he doesn't land on the ground and all of these like guards and uh, the Amazons are like trying to fight him and fight him back. He's like, I don't want to fight you guys. I just want to talk. This is when freaking Hippolyta just comes up. She's like, Oh, you, you wanted to talk to me? Well, you found me. And as soon as she says that, she freaking stabs him into the freaking gut. And I'm like, how is this fucking possible? But I'm like, oh, wait, they're all Amazons. They're all magic. This is clearly just like something that could easily happen. But he gets tied up by the lasso and is questioned by Lois. And he is saying he like he is like actually telling the truth. He's like, I don't know why I just said that. Like, it's not necessarily something I wanted to tell you, but I can't stop. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah you are compelled by this lasso of truth. And Kalel genuinely believes that his sister has not done anything. And which is weird because of the last the last issue, we know Kalel himself is a bad person. Yeah. So like I thought they were kind of like in cahoots. Well, I want to know because I think I I could get some more uh information with Abby on this because she's kind of been obsessed with this podcast about narcissism. Narcissism. And I think narcissism, like basically people can genuinely think something and like think it's the truth. Yeah. Uh, Were you working with me when Kevin was around? No, but I think we've heard I've heard some stories about Kevin, though. Yeah, Kevin was the first person I've ever met that believed his own stories, which is insane. 
that dude would tell you some of the most batshit crazy stuff ever. And he believed it. Like one, just to, for any, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before, but this guy, ladies and gentlemen, used to say that he could not wear gold watches because he would melt, his sweat would melt the mechanisms in the watch. Or if he wore silver watches, the second needle would spin just fast because of his sweat. He also said that he lost 40 pounds in four days for a track meet. Yeah, to meet to meet the requirements. I was just like, and the, that one was funny. That one was funny because you remember uh, the old man. Uh, we had an old man that always talked shit, right? Remember him? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old man was in there with us and he was like, man, you really believe your own shit, don't you? <laughs> like, I was <laughs> laughing, dude. He was like, you're full of shit, man. I was fucking oh, dead, dude. Shit. I started busting out laughing and then he just walked out. It was fucking funny, dude. Um, yeah, it's just old work stories, but yeah, so I was, I was confused about, about that. So, but I mean, it couldn't make sense. So, and that's basically where we end because like kal is like, if only I could have a word with your queen, we could talk things out. You don't need to go to war. We're going to be just fine. Let's just talk this out. And Lois is like, well, you're too late because we're already here. Um, so it looks like shit is about to hit the fan. Uh, over at the land of the elves uh we still don't know anything about what has happened with bruce and the kints and like what has happened to the green man the joker and all of that and you know what part is all of these other characters in this universe going to play in this in this story because like you said we have some ideas. We, I think we kind of mapped out like a th- trilogy of this book once yeah. before. And we're yeah. like, yeah, these stories are probably going to be a lot worse than what we just planned out or what we assume is going to happen. Um, but I do hope that we do get a little more into this universe other than just like get straight to whatever climax of this story. Because I believe this is 12 issues. This is the halfway point. Yeah. So... Yeah. What what were your thoughts overall with like everything going on with like uh like with with Ra's al Ghul and the demon and all of that stuff? The so we are halfway through. I hope the Titans are going to be a part of this story somehow now because don't just reference them and then be like, oh yeah, we'll we'll get to them eventually. You know what I mean? Um, because now it seems like they're they're Game of Thrones in this, obviously. And we are going to have the resurrection of, you know, uh, what's his face? The son. Yeah. So he's probably going to come back and he's he's going to come back to life right before the ceremony. Right. Like, that's what's going to happen. He's like, I'm the true king or some shit like that. Everybody's going to be like, what? And, well, uh, and he even said, Ra's al Ghul said that when they come back, he will not be the same. Yeah. So I think that, again... Like there will be an at like and again I I'm talking out of my ass because I haven't seen a lick of Game of Thrones other than the series finale, yeah. but like is this is this resurrected? Uh, I think his name is Jacob. Uh, going to be like a um, what were they called in Game of Thrones? Like the the, the, the ice king or the yeah, yeah the, the, walker. the walker the White yeah. Walker. Yeah. I doubt it, um, because that's not how White Walkers worked. 
Okay. Uh, well, yes, it was. But I think hmm, I don't, I'm trying to remember if White Walkers it only happened in that area that they became White Walkers. Because I don't remember anytime somebody died, I don't think they automatically became White Walkers. So yeah, it had something to do with the area of people becoming White Walkers in that way. Because you had to burn their bodies. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case here. That would be two Games of Thronesy at this point if he came back as like a zombie. Um, but I don't know. I am curious of what they're going to do here. Well, I it would have to be a flashback if they were to do what I just said about like right before the ceremony happens, he comes back to life. Because Tim Drake actually goes a day. It takes him a day to get to the El Kingdom when he reveals all of that stuff after he got destroyed by the daughter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of uh, seemed like Constantine and the king had a little thing going on, or maybe Constantine was just in love with him. Yeah, I think it was more so that he was in love with him and he never shared those feelings. Yeah. So we have that going on. What do you think, like, I love that Hippolyta actually stabbed Superman here. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, because it's always like he's impenetrable or all this kind of stuff happens. I like that she was just like, yoink, like, shank, shank. And uh, she got him. But do you do you think Lois, they're going to do the whole Lois Superman story here? I hope that doesn't happen. I don't think so. I mean, I don't because... want her to like, let me help you out. You know, I think there may be like some vulnerability with it mm-hmm. but i don't think that it'll be so much so that like oh i'm in love with you i think it, it i think lois may have a moment of weakness towards cal and yeah. it may cost her you know because of something that cal might do afterward but yeah. i don't think that the the actual relationship between the two will happen yeah i hope not because it'll just be very typical of stuff yeah. happening um but I'm excited to see what happens here. I like how Amanda Waller put the idea into, uh, you know, Cal El's mom's head. Yeah, the queen's yeah. head. Where she was like, if Hippolyta dies, Diana becomes queen. And, and she's on our side. Yeah. But is that going to lead to Diana? Like, I'm assuming that hints at Hippolyta's death. She's going to die. So possibly did she just die in, in real comics? Yeah. Yeah, she just died in real comics, right? So I'm curious, I should say canon, um, if this will be part of the spinoff, though. Like, is is Hippolyta going to die in this war? Diana becomes queen, but she finds out that Supergirl was the one that started everything. So then she's going to have resentment towards her, her lover, and she's going to be like, you're the reason my mom died. Like this whole war started because of you. So there will there will be peace for a limited time until that secret is found out. Yeah, is what I would think. Yeah. So unless does this book have to end with Supergirl's death? Ooh. You know? That means we have six issues to build up all of this stuff and have her die. Well, here here's the thing. It could either it's either it's either one of the L's. Because of what happened between Bruce and Cal last issue, I think maybe Cal might die. Mm -hmm. And so maybe he is made king. And the secrets of Supergirl are left alone. And then later on, in Mm -hmm. like the spinoff or the sequel or whatever, we find out or or, uh, Diana finds out 
and that's a cause for another you know war tension or whatever yeah yeah there's a lot of avenues to go i don't think a spinoff is really what should happen it should be a sequel yeah i i don't i mean i guess you could tell other stuff happening in the spinoff but i feel like that's when tom taylor gets too far away from things and it's just a bunch of other bullshit and it kind of becomes not as good you know this should stay a sequel to where the final like the final thing that happens is maybe we don't even get a conclusion maybe it's like the final big war like batman has built up built up an army or he showed like i don't know let's say the elves are winning right the elves are winning and the freaking uh amazons and everybody else are about to lose and the dark knight shows up with his army and it's the dark army or whatever the hell they're gonna call it and he shows up to help and it just becomes like a stalemate and he's like maybe him and cal el meet he's like i will be king and so now he is the rightful heir to that kingdom because his family was murdered you know what i mean yeah so this should essentially bruce wayne is Jon snow and so you should be telling that story through multiple series or sequences of this. I don't think he should end up on the throne after these last six issues. I don't think that this story should end after these last six issues. I think it should be a sequel and it should continue. Because there's so many other characters that you can bring in and do more shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, um, she could have a shitload of kingdoms, too, if you wanted to. But, um, yeah, I'm curious on where they're going to go because there's a lot of heavy hitters already shown. But, like, if you want, like, Ivy to get a part of this, burn down one of the forests. And then she brings out her army. She's like, okay, you want to fuck around fuck around the forest? Let's go. And we well, still don't even know what the hell's happening with the Joker. Yeah. So, you know, um, it'll be curious. But, you know, it's been good so far. The Joker thing is the only thing I really hated besides B- Bruce being a Kryptonian um but for the most part it's been good but this is where tom taylor starts really they're going downhill or you know we'll see because we're at the halfway point so it it could either go it could either go downhill or just land flat not necessarily battle like all the way through true but there is no like highs or lows it's just ongoing you know yeah yeah and that's why I don't want to do a spinoff, because what's the spinoff going to do? It's going to be like Red Hood and all these other people. Or is Red Hood one of the kids? Like, they're all Robins right now, right? Yeah. You know what could be interesting is if this does end at the end, like let's say Bruce Wayne's on the throne at the end of this, you do a time jump. So that means all the boys are older. And then they can be fighting for kingdoms or something like that. They can branch out and do their own thing. Um, Because I wouldn't mind that. Like the, the Wayne family is trying to take the seven kingdoms back. You know, if you are doing game of Thrones, because then it's just like the snow family. So I think, I mean the, you know, it's not snow family. It's the fucking, I forget their names at the moment. Uh, Stark family. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying this still. I was excited by it. But I want to see what's going to happen with Batman, you know, since he is now essentially the Superman role with the Kents. You know, we're getting that story. It has to be the next issue. Um, so I'm excited to see where that goes. But overall, decent, decent comics. Uh, well, I should say Justice League and whatchamacallit was a decent comment. I like Detective, yeah. hated the backstory. Um, <laughs> and then Robin, I, I don't care about anything else Williamson is doing. 
Like he got lucky that he made a decent Ju- Justice League story right now. But yeah. other than that, he would have farted on three different things. Because is he writing Deathstroke? He's not writing Deathstroke, right? Yes, he is. Oh, okay, yeah. He would have had three farts. And then you're out at that point. So, <laughs> um, But other than that, what do you got going on this week, Clay? Uh, this week, uh, well, uh, you know, cross your fingers. I think this may or may not be uh, one of the last weeks that I'm here in this closet. I'm nice. going to be moving into a different uh, apartment. So, you know, cross my fingers there. But um, I am going to be talking about all the CinemaCon stuff um, on DC Alliance come Monday. That will include the Shazam stuff, the Black Adam stuff. Uh, so more information on that. Um, we just did a um, a free play review on the Lego Star Wars stuff over at Star Wars Alliance. And uh, we talk about issue two of Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on Ranger Alliance coming next week also. So go check those out. Noise, noise. Um, I don't really have anything else to pimp out besides my YouTube channel. Come hang out on the Discord. Uh, the YouTube channel is definitely not for everybody. But that same YouTube channel that is not for everybody is where we live stream. And you guys can come chat with us. Some of you guys have been coming to the live stream and chat. And I appreciate you guys being there. Always down to talk about whatever um sometimes we just talk about life sometimes we talk about the old stuff and uh the new stuff so definitely come hang out but as always ladies and gentlemen he is fanboy clay i am juice wayne and remember batman is awesome news weekly